Our call to worship this Palm Sunday comes from Revelation chapter 7. I invite you to read with me. And I looked, and there was a great crowd that no one could number. They were from every nation, tribe, people, and language. They were standing before the throne and before the Lamb, wearing white robes and holding palm branches in their hands. And they cried out with a loud voice, Victory belongs to our God, who sits on the throne, and to the Lamb. And the angels fell face down before the throne and worshiped God, saying, Amen, blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Let's pray. Lord, we begin in silence, asking that you would fill our minds with the images that matter most and that lead us into paying attention to the things you can make possible, the forgiveness that you have made attainable to us, the hope that you provide for all through Jesus Christ, the peace that's ours beyond understanding as we seek you and as we walk with you daily. This is our prayer today and always in Jesus' name. Amen. Be gracious to me, O Lord, for I am in distress. My eye was away from grief, my soul and body also. For my life is spent with sorrow and my years with sighing. My strength fails because of my mystery and my bones waste away. I am the scorn of all my adversaries, a horror to my neighbors, an object of dread to my acquaintances. Those who see me in the street flee from me. I have passed out of mind like one who is dead. I have become like a broken vessel. For I hear the whispering of many, terror all around, as they skin together against me, as they plot to take my life. But I trust in you, O Lord. I say, you are my God. My times are in your hand. Deliver me from the hand of my enemies and the persecutors. Let your face shine upon your servant. Save me in your steadfast love. Well, welcome to Markham Baptist Church. If you've ever been in our building or attended a worship service here, you'll know that every year we focus on a church theme. And we select that theme way back in September or prior to that even. And this year's theme is on a banner that graces the front of our sanctuary. It's Embrace the Unexpected. And uh, the theme verse is from Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16. That verse begins with these words, let's approach the throne of grace with confidence that we may receive mercy and find grace in our time of need. Well, we couldn't have thought of a more prophetic theme than this one for this year, because right now we're all living through a time of uncertainty and we are living with the unexpected. But our theme is about more than just living through it and coping or managing. It's actually about experiencing a sense of God's presence in the midst of it. It means to embrace something that we wouldn't have asked for, but find ourselves in. 
It means trying to understand a way that we can live decisively in these uncertain times with a sense of purpose. Well, today is also Palm Sunday, and that means that uh, the churches around the world reenact and remember what took place in Jerusalem 2,000 years ago when Jesus entered that city on the back of a young donkey. And it's a time when we allow at our church and other churches to let the children lead the way. They're the ones that enter with excitement and joy, waving their palm branches and reminding us of the shouts that happened that day centuries ago in Jerusalem as they sing and shout out, Hosanna, Hosanna, blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Well, you'll see here today that the pews are empty, and because of coronavirus, we're not having worship in the building. But we've invited some of our children and their families to send along some videotape of the children waving homemade palm branches. I hope you'll enjoy this video. we read, the disciples went and did as Jesus had instructed. They brought the donkey and the colt and placed their cloaks on them for Jesus to sit. A very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road, while others cut branches from trees, spread them on the road, the crowds that went ahead of them, and those that shouted, Hosanna to the Son of David, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. Well, it might look like any other parade day at all if we forget the context. If all we remember is the waving of the palm branches and smiling faces of children and shouts, um, that's one thing. But to realize the context, well, that's why we're going to look at Second Philippians in just a moment. It's a letter that Paul wrote to a church in Philippi. And that reading reminds us that um, perhaps our usual way of, of seeing this Palm Sunday, uh, can be upended by the reality of what not only took place then, but was coming down the road, literally. The people there along the road in Jerusalem were shouting one phrase. It was the word Hosanna. And what that literally means is not perhaps what you think it means. Sure, it's a shout of praise, but it literally translates as save us or help us. It's not only a shout of praise, it's a prayer for help. And people that day were crying out that someone would come down that road to rescue and save and help them. And today, people are still crying out that somehow we might find one who would lead us through these difficult and troubling times. It wasn't a letter that Paul penned without any help. He actually borrows an ancient hymn, and that hymn was known and written long before any of the four Gospels came into being. 
So before anyone could read in Matthew or Luke about the birth of a child named Jesus in Bethlehem, and before any of the healing stories were written down in the other Gospels, or prior than John writing about the Word becoming flesh, they had this particular hymn reminding them of who Jesus really is and his purpose for coming. So let's take a look at Philippians chapter 2 and read it together. Let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not regard equality with God as something to be exploited, but emptied himself, taking the form of a slave, being born in human likeness, and being found in human form, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God also highly exalted him and gave him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bend in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. It's interesting, the starting point of Paul in that second chapter in Philippians. He doesn't begin at the exaltation of Jesus, at the likeness he shared with God, the exalted experience. He starts with the humility of Jesus and the fact that Jesus became like us. He took on human form. And as Paul puts it, he emptied himself for us. There's two ways of looking at that word emptied. Of course, we realize that God gave himself in Jesus, and Jesus literally let go of and gave up everything that uh, he would have had as the divine son of God if he had not also taken on humanity. But beyond that giving up, there's also another way of receiving this word emptied. The fact that God poured out himself for us, that God held nothing back and gave everything of himself in Jesus, reminds that us that he goes to no length to save us, to answer our cries and the cries of the people lining the streets of Jerusalem 2,000 years ago, who said, Lord, save us, help us. And there are people crying today, whether in the streets, literally, or in hospital corridors, in the ICUs, or wherever people are struggling to make ends meet, they're crying out for help, and they're asking God to deliver them. God is still giving himself away for us, pouring himself out. And what we see in Jesus is the very heart of God extended to all whom he loves in this time of global lament and loss and yearning. Because of God's heart for God's people, we are drawn closer to an opportunity to realize that not only can we cope with this time, not only can we live through it, but we will have that sense of purpose. How will God use us for those that are in greatest need? How will God not only meet our needs, but help us to meet the needs of those around us? We are serious not only about the palm branches waving, 
but about that prayer for help, that cry for rescue. And God is hearing that right now. God's heart is shown in self-sacrifice and giving of himself. And he's calling us through this great hymn in Philippians to do something in the character of Christ, to give ourselves away to, to somehow sacrifice something for the sake of those that are around us. Why do we remember Jesus 2,000 years later? It's not because he was a hero in the usual sense of that word. It may not even be simply because he was God, as, as awesome as that is, but it's because of the heart of God that is shown in the self-giving of Jesus, not only on that dusty road leading into Jerusalem, but in the context of what was to come in the days that followed. God's self is shown in self-giving, in self-sacrifice, and in humility, and those are the marks of Jesus' followers as well. There's a passage in Matthew, it's uh, chapter 16, when Jesus says this to his followers, if anyone wants to become my follower, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. Being a follower of Jesus is, is not about parading ourselves or living for um, the accolades of others. It's not expecting a time when people will see us for the great and wonderful people we are, but for recognizing we are called also to carry our cross, to recognize that suffering for Christ is a significant part, is the central part of who we are called to be as followers of Jesus Christ. Paul says that Jesus humbled himself, humbled himself and became obedient, but obedient to the point of death, death on a cross. Wow. It's at that point that the word that bridges the gap comes in. Therefore, that's a great word in scripture. Wherever we see it, it bridges what was before in time and what comes after. Therefore, in the midst of everything that God gave and Jesus gave up, in spite of everything in terms of the suffering that Jesus was taking on for our sake, therefore, God highly exalted him. It, it's not the parade route of cheers and branches being waved in celebration of Jesus that marked this day. It's the fact that God himself raises Jesus up and says, therefore, because of all of this, therefore, Therefore, God exalted him and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow on earth, above and below, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. It's a day for those who feel in the mood for shouts of joyful celebration, it's also a day for those who have the wind knocked out of their lungs and can't shout anything unless it is, of course, their cries for deliverance and help. And Jesus hears both. He hears the joyful shouts of praise and he hears the cries for grace and mercy.
in life, every one of us will come to days when we wonder whether or not we have what it takes to make it through. For the Christian, the Christian will also come to a day or two or perhaps more when the circumstances of life will knock you on your knees and you'll recognize that you can't make it on your own, that only with the power of Jesus will you be able to manage through and not only manage, but have that sense of decisive purpose in what it is you're living for as well as living through. For the follower of Jesus, the question isn't about will I make it and am I strong enough? The question for the Christian is, am I willing to give up my will to receive God's? Am I willing to hand over my needs so that God can use my life for whatever purpose he sees fitting? In the life of the Christian, humility is central. To give up focusing on ourselves so that we can focus on the cross Grace and mercy slips in when we make room for God to take over. Abraham Lincoln, one of the most famous, perhaps the famous president of the United States, said this, I have been driven many times to my knees by the overwhelming conviction that I had absolutely no other place to go. We demonstrate faith every time we turn to God in the high moments of our lives to praise him aloud, to shout with joy, Hosanna, Hosanna. But we also demonstrate faith when in the very lowest of times, we come to God with the shout and cry of prayer, Lord, save me, Hosanna, Hosanna. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. So may it be for each one of us, whether it's the cry for help or the shout of praise, either Hosanna is heard in heaven and received by God and responded to with grace and mercy. Hosanna, blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Change.
Let's pray. If we were in the crowd that day long ago, God, we might also find ourselves smiling and praising you aloud with others. We might find ourselves caught up in the festival atmosphere, the fun of not even caring what happens next, just carried away with the moment. And yet also in these moments we find ourselves in, we are crying out for you still. Come and by your power and grace, save us in this time of need. You, O God, with your vision of all things past, present, and future, you know not only the happenings of this present moment, but the events yet to reach and register us today and into our futures. You know what was ahead for the people of Jerusalem and for Christ. You knew the cross that he'd carry, the thorns that he'd wear, the nails that would be hammered into his hands and feet. Oh God, forgive us. Forgive us when we forget that you emptied yourself for our sake, that you came in Christ as one of us, fully human, feeling the pain of rejection and the agony of torture, that you were fully God, and yet for our sake you poured yourself out, inviting us to live life in your company, guided by your character of humility, strengthened by your heart of compassion. Today, Lord, we pray one for another as we go through this together in different ways. We know you're still with us, especially as we pray for those on the front lines, caring for the sick and supporting those who have lost loved ones, for those providing help for the needs of hospitals and medical professions, and for all those feeling the hardships of this time of isolation or being without work, or away from family members and friends. Draw us together by your spirit, a spirit that's within us always, and lead us, Lord, through the days of this holy week. Help us to learn from each experience we have, whether planned or unexpected, that our faith would be deepened. Help us to grow in grace by holding on to you no matter where we find ourselves. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. May God bless you in the weeks ahead, especially during this time between Palm Sunday, Good Friday, and Easter. May God be especially close to you and grant you peace, hope, and joy.